0: Coming up on chapter four of Jeff and Julie move to France during a global pandemic.
1: We tackle more of the cultural differences between Canada and France.
0: And a potential home buyer asks a set of the most bizarre questions even an alien wouldn't think of.
1: Red flag, red flag,
0: red flag. Okay, thanks for checking back in with us. This is Chapter 4 of our podcast. And uh, before we get going today, I have a surprise question for my wife, Julie.
1: Une surprise. Yes, it wow. is. Wow, it, okay. A,
0: it's, a supr- it's a surprise question. So knowing
1: okay,
0: <laughs> knowing what you know. So here we are. We're, we're, we're two Canadians who decided to pick up and move to France for our retirement. Okay. Now, we decided this a couple of years ago. May three, three almost, almost three full years ago, when we decided this. Okay, knowing what you know. Uh, from the beginning, to now. The question is: Do you regret the decision to move to France? Right this moment. Right this moment, where we are, we're early, early stages of twenty twenty two.
1: Well, I'll be brutally honest, um, because we have so many things that are not settled yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it was a much more comfortable existence uh, in Canada. Okay. Because we had everything set in place. Mm -hmm. and Routine. Uh, yeah, we had a routine, um, you know, all of our documents, all of our paperwork, all of my business stuff, all of it was, you know, mm-hmm. entrenched and in motion and working. And when we moved, and I think this is probably would happen regardless of where we decided to move, mm-hmm. but especially when you're going to a different continent, your are uh, The upheaval the upheaval, the learning curve, the different culture, um, the processes that you have to go through. And we're not spring chickens. So, you know, relearning how a system works can be really uncomfortable.
0: And especially one that has the amount of delays and the level of delays uh, and um, administration and red tape that France does. Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's not going to get infinitively better. No,
0: we'll we'll get to that. But I just, all I wanted to know is right this very moment in time, where uh, where, again, we still don't have driver's licenses, we still don't have health card, we still don't have our residency status properly uh, carded, Um, and doctors, we don't have doctors. So right this moment, that was the question.
1: Yeah. uh, Right this moment, I would prefer to be back home.
0: Okay. Now,
1: so even, even saying that, this isn't home yet.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Um, maybe I'll, I'll throw this in there because I think it's appropriate. This has not been a welcoming uh, move. It hasn't been... Oh, uh, from a government standpoint in in France, it has not been welcoming. I, I will say, though, from a local from a local point of view, the people we've met are... Really wonderful people here.
1: And thank goodness, because they help us get through some of the difficult situations that we've had to deal with, Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, government red tape. Um, But the day to day, if if I just take the microcosm of Mm -hmm. the life here with the dogs and getting to know people and getting to know where to shop and and, you know, uh, how how it works locally um th- that is a pleasure
0: now i will just add one thing and that is so i i'm slightly different than you i'm i under- totally understand where you're coming from and it it drives me crazy that you're not you know perfectly happy um but i totally understand it the one the one thing that i would take away from that and put a little bit of france in the plus, plus column for me mm-hmm. was there were three we- reasons that i That I personally wanted to leave Canada. And I know they sound really weird. You're going to laugh. But they drove me crazy. All three of these things drove me crazy.
1: But you know you are a little strange. So go ahead with your weird reasons.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay, the weather, that's understandable. A lot of people want to move away from cold, cold. Mm Mm-hmm. And as we're doing this podcast, by the way, it's going to be (laughs) 10 and sunny here and minus a billion back home. So, okay, there's one. Now, the other two are are a little off, but you can understand it. We lived outside of Toronto, and that whole corridor driving in and out of Toronto was so stressful for me, even though I didn't have to do it that often. Right, That just made my heart pop out of my chest. And and that okay so there's the, mm-hmm. and then the the final one is bugs okay I know I know I know I know but we lived in the country we started off with May and the the, the way I define uh, Canada and summers in Canada is by bugs so May is black fly month uh, then they pass the torch nicely and really nicely because there's no they do a great job. The black flies do an amazing job of passing the torch to the mosquitoes and without really any delay or downtime. It's just, it's a com- perfect passing of the torch. Perfect. And then the the mosquitoes are kind of around for the bulk of the summer, but they do pass the torch on to the, to the horse flies. The horse flies, yeah. And uh, there's your summer. That's Canada. So those things, uh, I mean... In May you cannot do anything outside where we were living with the horse flies uh, the uh, black flies.
1: There were very few occasions where we could eat al fresco. That's right we, we even had um, a covered uh, screened in yeah. eating area right so we could be outside but not be bothered by mm. so, the bugs.
0: So France has answered those three questions. Uh, and done a very fine job of it. There are no bugs here where we are. And I mean, there are no bugs. In, in a year and a half, I've counted five mosquitoes. Okay? So there are no bugs here. There are no black flies. And it's interesting. We also have no raccoons, no skunks, no possums, uh, and no coyotes.
1: Right. But we do have mice.
0: Well, who doesn't have mice?
1: And ton a ton of deer.
0: They're beautiful deer, which, well, you, you, yeah, that's wonderful.
1: That's wonderful, yes. Wonderful.
0: The, the thing they have here in France that they always talk about is les sangliers.
1: Right. The wild boars. Yeah. And I th- I think that they're allowed to be hunted uh Year-round. Year-round.
0: Year-round. Crazy. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so those are a couple of the positives of France, and you know, right now that's the thing. Right now, as we're doing this podcast and we reflect chronologically on the onset of COVID in twenty twenty and where we were then, yeah, a lot of negatives, a lot of negatives up till this point too.
1: And I can I can say I love the bread. There is plenty of good wine, and it's not as expensive as in North America.
0: The views, the vistas here are second to none in the world.
1: Very, very beautiful. And I discovered an online website that is, bar none, the most amazing from Italy, which is just neighboring. And I can get a large uh, uh, array of products that aren't made in China. Okay, that's right. You're and that's important for me.
0: You're very anti-China in terms of manufacturing. I'm I'm with you on that. And uh, the more we can do to discourage that, the better. Uh, but yeah, you, you buy all your your clothes there, your shoes. Oh, yeah. Shoes. Good Lord. Ime- <laughs> Imelda Marcos, <laughs> nothing on you. We're going to have to build another wing. Uh,
1: I think you're exaggerating. For the shoes. I don't think so. Um, but... I do think that once some of those things that are hanging over our heads get resolved, uh, that it will feel more comfortable.
0: Because one, what wasn't the whole impetus for us to move here, uh, this is pre COVID, mm-hmm. was we in retirement wanted to travel Europe a lot. And that's one of the reasons. I mean, there were many reasons that we decided against going to the states for six months and back to Canada but that was one of them. I mean every pop over here is 25 grand you know like it's a lot of money to come to Europe if you want to do it nicely.
1: That's true and and where we decided to settle is really a, a wonderful um, area. Um, because you have access to so many great destinations. Central. Really, like, driving distance yeah, that's Spain. That's true, too. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're actually closer to Barcelona than we are to Paris, yes. where we are in yes. France.
1: Yes. So, unfortunately... Part of the motivation to, to, to move here was that we would be able to travel and we be able to, because that's exciting for us. We like new destinations and different culture and different foods, and that's you know that that is a, a joy for us. But we came here in the middle of a pandemic when travel is virtually impossible. Right. So you know part part of the reasoning for being here was to be able to discover. Um, you know, the great parts of Europe, and we haven't been able to do that. So maybe that contributes a little bit to the frustration.
0: But knowing that that will be over someday, and it will, then that's when the, po- the podcast will take on more of a positive feel because I know, like, it's just so amazing around here and we'll get to that and we'll get to, you know, highlighting certain areas and communities and I, you know, I can't wait for that part of it to happen. But right now, uh, enjoy our misery because
1: <laughs> that's where we
0: are right now.
1: Oh, okay. Why don't we do the um, French phrase of the day? Oh, okay.
0: Okay, uh, it, it applies. Okay, um, the...
1: actually, it's the contrary. Oh, right, our life in in France. Um, so the, oh, I
0: get a clue this time.
1: The uh, expression mm-hmm. les doigts mm-hmm. dans le nez.
0: Hmm. Is is doigt from devant devant? No.
1: Les doigts.
0: And nez, I think, is born. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I, I give up.
1: Okay. Literally translated, it's...
0: Oh, this is all... Hang on. This is the part you want to listen to. Because literally translated is always fun.
1: Go ahead. The fingers... Oh, jeez.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Up your nose. The fingers up your nose.
0: That is a common expression? Yes. It's no wonder that we can't get <laughs> driver's licenses and health cards because they're too busy coming up with ridiculous expressions.
1: So what it means is it's so easy. You can do it with your fingers up your nose.
0: So that expression is clearly not used a lot in France.
1: <laughs> oh. So yeah,
0: so, this has nothing to do with booger picking or anything? <laughs> no, nothing.
1: No, I, I I actually think it, it was first um, said in the early 1900s, and it, it was… Um,
0: oh, yeah, we'd, we'd really want to know the date that that beauty was invented. Well,
1: it, it's not ancient. It, it's What I'm saying is it's more recent, and it was at a horse race, and it was a commentator who said he won that race with his fingers up his nose, in French.
0: And, and it, just, it just must have taken t- off like took a, a groundswell.
1: It took off. Wow. It's very common. Very common.
0: One more time for the French phrase of the day, please, Julie.
1: Les doigts dans le nez.
0: And uh, it has nothing to do with our experience so far.
1: Nothing. No. Zero. <laughs> Zilch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know, the other thing, and, and again, this is not woe is us. It's just more comical. But one of the things that's, that's happened <laughs> with us recently is we have been bitten by the uh, store is suddenly closed bug. And, and, and it's, not, it's not closed because of COVID. We have no idea. We'll, we'll, we'll look on the Internet and we'll go, oh. Because we wanted to go to a jewelry store that had an appraiser. Okay. Because we have to do that for the uh, insurance, another whole thing. But so we look it up uh, on the Internet, and uh, there it is, and uh, ouvert or whatever, it's open.
1: So we go there, and what what did did that sign say? It said, uh, closed today, Uh, désolé, sorry, Um, uh, fermeture exceptionnelle. So it's an an extraordinary closure it's exceptional
0: and this is like the third or fourth or fifth time that we have seen this you know in canada if a small boutique is closed like suddenly someone's dead some mm. someone died mm. there's a, a house fire there's a, a car accident there's some. you know there's no just closed for no reason and uh
1: but the whole the, the whole country is different in in terms of uh, shopping and stores and oh yeah I was at
0: so there's a store called Leroy Merlin here which is like a Home Depot and the whole we were talking about this on the last episode the last chapter that the the sales begin right the big sales and no one bigger than a store like that the government imposed sales and I go in there looking for a door like an exterior door that, that I need for a workshop that, that's getting built here. And that whole section is closed as they restock the shelves in the middle of the day on day two of the sale.
1: I you know I just... Some of the things that we've had to get accustomed to are the store closures from noon until two.
0: Yeah, every day. I'm, I'm used to it now. I, I am used to it. But when, my, when I first – when I was here in March, and we're going to get to that in just a second because that's where we left you off on the last podcast. When I was here in March, like if you needed something from the hardware store and you were working on a project, you better get out of the driveway by 1130 or you're not going to get it until 2.
1: Right. Everybody is eating <laughs> between 12 and 2.
0: And everybody is drinking wine, they're having a, a blast, and they're taking their time. And, and you know what, I don't, now that I'm kind of used to it, I don't mind it, and I actually prefer it. Because there are, there's a saying in France that this is, now this one actually makes sense. In France, they work to live. In Canada, I'm sorry to say, uh, for the most part, we live to work. And um, I prefer this, I mm. do. I prefer them taking downtime. I prefer them uh, enjoying their life. and it's not so panicky and not, I mean, I tell people that some some folks in Canada drive from Kitchener to Toronto for work, which is two and a half probably average each mm-hmm. way. And they just, they just their head just about falls off. They drive five hours a day to work. Yes, they do. it It's not normal.
1: Here, driving twenty minutes is, oh. a, is a is a long way away. It's a burden to to the local people. Um, it, the other thing: Sundays, no stores are open. Well, some are. Like no, no, just the shopping, uh, just the um, grocery store, grocery stores, and they close at twelve thirty. So if you That's right. need something, you need to get there before twelve thirty. After that, it's family time. That's right. Yeah, yep.
0: and and it's really big family time. Actually, you really have to watch yourself driving. The cops are out big time with their breathalyzers on Sundays. So, uh, you know, because of uh, this big family time. Uh, so we, we left you. So right now, when we're doing this podcast, it's early 2022. Um, what are we in? Mid-January 2022. We, we left you, uh, picking up where we left things in Chapter 3. It was March 2020, and I had just flown back to France and just made it in here by the skin of my teeth when they closed the country. The entire country closed. It was the first major COVID lockdown.
1: And here you were,
0: and here I was, all and by yourself, all surrounded by uh, Ian, who was uh, very busy trying to get tradespeople in and out the door, and with this massive renovation. Now we have a little tiny building that we're going to that we it's it's since been renovated, but at the time it wasn't, and we're we're using it as a as a little guest place. Uh, so I was in there, this unrenovated uh, guest house, I guess you could call it. Previously was probably a, a building that they stored prunes or something in, uh, but it's it's been converted. And I had a bed and a desk slash table, and I'm stuck here for, what was it, two months.
1: You were here two months. Two months. If If memory serves me correctly, you were only supposed to be here for a few weeks.
0: That's right. And then... on March 9th, I arrived on the 4th, like I said, we said in in chapter 3, everything locked down and that included a lot of travel plans. And I got to say a a big thank you to uh, some friends of ours Uh, and uh, his name is Richard Vanderloob. Richard runs Trip Central in Canada and no one has been hit harder by COVID than these poor travel agencies, people in the travel business, airlines, etc. And, uh, you know, he, he he had many more tricks to pull for us later on as we as we get to our move which is going to be easily the most stressful podcast we do but at this time he is we're working off all of these cancellations and he finally got me on a plane back may 1st but you know without without richard working at, at his end trying to make this happen for me and eventually us i don't know how we would have got here
1: yeah he he worked magic oh,
0: and three dogs by the way
1: mm. But you were you were lucky, because during March and April, the weather here in France oh, was, was amazing. Oh, it was
0: awesome. Twenty twenty March, the weather here, on average, I'm gonna say was was uh, low to mid twenties, uh, or in Fahrenheit, around seventy degrees. The entire month of March, I'm cutting grass in February, and that's the both. These last two years, I'm cutting grass in February. Never have done that in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. <laughs> love it.
1: Yeah. So while while you were here, you had to deal with the pandemic. Um.
0: <laughs> and running around, you know, getting things for the trades guys uh, and, and, and having to go into material stores, not speaking a word of French. Oh, they love that. I will say for the most part... Um, the, the the store owners are are patient if you're because there are a lot of British people here who don't speak French uh, but there is very, there are very few French people who speak any English, but not the material stores. They are busy and have zero patience and it's it's really nerve-wracking every Any I was sent over there, I was really nervous about it.
1: Well, at the time, um, you really didn't know a lick of French. No, no, it's true. So you know, even the basics, um, you 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 couldn't get by. So
0: thank you, thank thank you, iPhone Translate. (laughs) Thank you, thank you very much, much appreciated.
1: Uh, But you know, you you made it through. You were able to get your 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 groceries. You were able to you know prepare your your food, um, and you know have kind of I call it glamping. Well,
0: yeah, but but the thing is, at that time, you had to go and print up a a, a brand new attestation for mm-hmm. every time you left the house, and you had to sign it. Like it was, it was like martial rule here. Um, you had to fill out this attestation that, that that told if you were pulled over that during this time from eleven till one or eleven till twelve, you were going out for groceries and returning home. Like it was pretty serious,
1: right? And meanwhile, I was back uh, at the house, and I had the three dogs to take care of. I had the business to take care of. Yeah. We were still in our office space, had to make decisions as to what to do with the staff, and um, decided to close shop. I believe it was March 15th, and we all went home with our laptops and our computers.
0: So that worked out for you then?
1: Working from home? Yeah,
0: because you didn't have to so much worry about the dogs you could you could
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: No, that worked out for you.
1: It's true. Yeah and everybody you know we we didn't know what to expect we thought oh this is just going to be a couple of weeks and then we'll be back in the office fast forward uh, now it's almost 2 years we're still not back in the office well, everybody's still working remotely i'm even... working really remotely yeah you working... from france and
0: and the one thing covid taught you is you don't need an office <laughs> for your business
1: pretty true yeah
0: and i wonder i wonder how many i wonder how many businesses came to that realization hey this 6 grand a month that we're paying in way too much rent um, don't need to anymore.
1: I think it changed a lot of business models. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yours was certainly one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, then I finally... Oh, this is this is something I, I, did, I don't want to forget. So Richard finally got me on a flight from Toulouse to Paris and Paris to home on May 1st. Finally got me out of here. I think there were two or three cancellations ahead of that. And I'll never forget. First of all, the, the first flight, hardly anybody on on board. Get to Paris. I'm flying Air France, which is the biggest terminal, in, obviously, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I have a photo of just me in this massive Air France terminal. You can take a picture from one end to the other. And I'm literally the only human being in the entire terminal. It was the eeriest thing I've ever been a part of. Like, that was really freaky. And you know how you have the... List of arrivals and departures. There were two flights on the departure board. Mine, Crazy. Mine was one of them. Crazy. Two flights for the entire day.
1: And weren't you saying there was only one sh- place to buy food? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, forget about duty free. Mm-hmm. There was there was a drugstore. Mm-hmm. It was or, or you know like a, a tobacco store type of thing. Right. And you just there was just a couple of really bad sandwiches there, and that was it. There was no you know there was no uh, lounge or anything like that open Oof, scary well, it was really freaky. on
1: a good note i mean you weren't surrounded by people who would— who, <laughs> no because you don't like people generally and you were uh, less susceptible to getting any of the covid
0: no that's true it's true and i didn't and <laughs> i did not miss uh, being around lineups and no i don't i don't that's not that's not for me but when we got home uh, i quarantined for 14 days Uh, I was able to see the dogs. That was a beautiful little reunion because, man, did I miss those dogs. Oy, oy, oy. Two months away from your dogs? That was not fun. I was pining. We had Zoom calls, and I I would see the dogs on the Zoom, but which actually made it worse.
1: (laughs) They missed you too. They missed you too.
0: But then we got to uh, after the two weeks were up and everything was cool. We got to the realization that this is now the point of no return. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We own two houses. That's not fun. That's not fun. To bridge finance a house in the middle of this thing, you don't know where it's going. You don't know what's going to happen to the housing market. I was pooping bricks. I got to tell you. (laughs) No, I was. I was really starting because we had a few visitations early and then it just dropped off. And the whole summer was like, what's going on? But we had some characters. You know, a buddy of mine always said that for the most part, people who move to the country are are not all there. There's just something wrong with... A little bit wrong, a little off.
1: I don't disagree with that.
0: No, me neither. I'm one of them. That's fine. I'll, I'll take the heat. But some of the... Okay, we had... Will you tell the one about the elderly couple? You tell that one. Because because when we're selling the house, we had some darlings come up that laneway, let me tell you.
1: Um, it... it- The property in Canada was an old farmhouse with very narrow staircases, two of them actually leading up to two different sides of the house. And I I see this real estate agent in a fancy car in the middle of winter, and there's probably two feet of snow. And he gets out of the car, and he's wearing shoes. Like loafers. Loafers. (laughs) Loafers.
0: Clearly, they drove from, you know, Toronto or something.
1: And this couple gets out of the car. And I'm going, oh, this is not going to be good. and Because
0: they were really elderly, right? They were
1: elderly. Yeah. Um, and they walk in. They take a look at the stairs. They walk back out.
0: And, you know, first of all, right then I, I'm saying, oh, you tire kickers. You people who go, you people, uh, you people who go on these Let's go look at houses today. It's Saturday. Let's go look at some houses. you know how rude that is? Like, if you have no intention of buying the house, people get their houses really, or some, you hope, take a a lot of time to get the house ready for a showing. And, you know, like, I just found that incredibly rude. But anyway.
1: Well, and also, Jeff, you took the time to produce... A really great video showcasing the property.
0: And the guy, the, and the agent says to us, they didn't know it was two stories. They didn't know it had stairs.
1: And I, I, I almost popped
0: the guy. I was so mad. You're the agent. You can't tell from the photos that this is a two story house? What a moron. And so, yeah, that left a bad taste. Get off, get off the prop. Go, go away. That really bugged me. And then, but then, <laughs> then the other guy. The flaky guy. I'm telling you, I've never heard anything like this in my life.
1: They were a really uh, strange couple, I I, I think. And I I, I don't think that they will ever move to the country. They're not supposed to move to the country. They're, They're way too... What's the word?
0: You know what? They sort of reminded me... Do you remember... Okay, okay. Do you remember... In uh, Christmas Vacation, Julia Louis Dreyfus and her yuppie—remember yuppies—and uh-huh. her yuppie husband. Yep. That's what these people reminded me of. Right. Is that couple? Right. Okay. And uh, so, first of all, she's slapping mosquitoes, and nobody else is getting bitten. Like, nope. At this, at this is one of the rare times no one else is getting bitten. <laughs> so she's slapping mosquitoes the first time, and I thought, okay, this is this is done. They'll be gone. But then they came back three different times, and the guy pulls up, haven't even had a chance to shake his hand or say hi, and he says, can you see the Milky Way from here? (laughs) Oh, no, but you can see the moon. Bang! Zoom! (laughs) And then he asked about the northern lights, Mm -hmm. and what else did they do?
1: Well, um, unbeknownst to us, they started canvassing our neighbors, they went to the different houses on our concession. And
0: you know people in the country just love seeing someone coming up the laneway.
1: <laughs> well, they, they went to our dear friend's house, Mike oh. and Michelle, and and I think he asked Michelle about fireflies. Oh, fireflies. That's I right. Think that was the question. Do you yeah. have
0: fireflies here? Yes. Fireflies, Northern Lights, and Milky Way.
1: Right. And that... after, after the third time... Um, they left.
0: That's right. They left at like, oh yeah, they left at about two o'clock in the afternoon and then we were going out for a bite.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Like a- at four or five or something.
1: And lo and behold, they're on, just on the outside of the property. Don't know what they're doing, but they're, they, they've been there for two hours. Just sitting.
0: They were on a bridge. On the bridge. On the bridge, looking at the water for two hours. hmm And they never they never closed the deal they just had all these ridiculous questions bothering everybody bothering the tr- the poor agents to come out three times cuckoo pants it
1: wasn't for them we we knew that but we got we got lucky you know after the summer uh, we more traffic covid started um I, I think pushing people outside of the big city towards the country so we had a and it's amazing, an influx
0: amazing we had any uh traffic because our real estate agent had llamas on his for sale sign. People kept coming up the laneway. Do you have any llamas for sale? No, we're trying to sell a house. What do you mean? Why are there llamas on your sign? Oh,
1: yeah, well, he, he's he's one of those that lives in the country and is strange. Yeah, he want, he actually
0: wanted us to to in- incorporate llamas in the video, and I said, buddy, you have llamas on your farm. But we don't have any llamas here. If we put llamas in the video, people are going to expect when they come here to see llamas. We don't have llamas. (laughs) It was just so
1: weird. (gasps) But But, against all odds, we were very fortunate because the right buyers made it to the house.
0: Which we'll get to in our our next uh, episode because once that process begins, it turns into the most stressful period of time in our lives. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, from that moment till, okay, let's put it this way. Till now.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. All right, be that
0: way. Uh But no, I meant uh, from that moment until uh, we, we land, and then you land in Paris, and then I get the traffic ticket, and then we finally get home with our three dogs. Home here in France. From that, from the offer, accepting of the offer to that point.
1: M- moving is one of the stressful, most stre- stressful activities a human can go through. Uh, you've got to quadruple that when you're m- moving overseas. All the arrangements, all the things that need to be thought of, including proper documentation for the for the dogs that you're bringing, all of that was incredible. It was an incredible amount of, of, of work, research. Uh, and
0: and, and you're, you're getting on the—you think you have everything. You're getting on the plane kind of blindly. I mean, you've, you've read all the, the documents that you need to have, but you hope you have them all.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so next time, we will address the single most stressful period of time in our lives as we continue with chapter five of Jeff and Julie move to France during a global pandemic.
1: Au revoir.